Then Samuel took a vial of oil and poured it upon his head and kissed him and said, Is it not because the Lord hath anointed thee to be captain over his inheritance? 1 Samuel 10.1 God, as this new day greets me, thank you for being the God of 24 hours. I thank you that, like Saul, you can send someone into my life to change the trajectory of my future. Guide my feet and my actions so that I will be able to cross paths with designated destiny igniters. I declare that my name is being spoken in rooms I have not yet entered into. I thank you that you've already prepared my promotion and you know the date of my elevation. Place men and women of God around me that will help guide and teach me the position of influence that I am about to walk in. Enlarge my heart so that I will have a newfound passion and love for the calling and assignment you've created for me. I declare that I am ready, and even in my weaknesses, I know that I am still covered because I have not rejected you as king over my life, Lord. So I will arise. I will take the weapons and gifts you've given me and take territory for your kingdom. I'm ready. Let's do this, God. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for praying with me today. Continue listening for an incredible Bible story brought to you by BibleInAYear.com. The first king of Israel, Saul. In our last story, Israel cried out for a king. Israel, God's chosen people, shouted and begged for a king to rule over them. Despite Samuel's warnings, Israel desired for a man to reign over them completely and protect them from their enemies. Now we see God acknowledging their desires by raising up a king. For Israel's first king, God chooses Saul. And with Saul begins a story that would pave the way for God's true king and savior. Hello, this is Jack Graham with today's episode of the Bible in a Year podcast. In yesterday's episode, we learned that Samuel served God faithfully as Israel's judge and prophet for many years. And because the people turned back to God and cast out their idols, God prospered the nation greatly. But Israel's longing to be like other nations was too great, and they ultimately insisted on being given an earthly king, just like the rest of the world. This grieved God as they were rejecting not Samuel, but God himself. But God would not force his children to follow him. He never does. And after warning Israel that having a king would not go as they desired, God told Samuel to give them what they wanted. Today, we'll hear of the first king that God raises up for Israel. Saul had all the makings of a king, strength, good looks, wealth, charm, and yet he was also humble, at least at that moment. Saul will seem to be the right man for the job. Let's listen now to today's reading. In the tribe of Benjamin was a man named Saul. Saul was the son of a wealthy man named Kish. Saul was tall and broad-shouldered. He stood ahead above the rest of his tribe and was one of the most handsome men in all of Israel. 
Despite Saul's stature, wealth, and good looks, he was a relatively humble young man. He enjoyed tending to his father's land. One day, one of Kish's donkeys went missing, so he sent Saul out to look for it. Saul and his servant went looking for the donkey and searched all the nearby villages to no avail. When they ventured through the land of Zuf, days had passed, and Saul grew worried. Saul said to his servant, We should return. I am sure my father is more anxious about our safety than the donkey's. Saul's servant stopped him and said, I heard that there is a man of God in this city. The people hold him in high esteem. Maybe he can tell us where we should go. So the two men gathered some gifts to bring to the prophet. They went up the hill to the city that rested above. As they were on their way, God came to Samuel and said, I have heard the people's cries for a king. Tomorrow I will reveal to you Israel's first king. He shall deliver my people from the Philistines. The next day Samuel saw Saul and his servant approaching his home. God whispered to Samuel, saying, There is the man who shall restrain my people. Saul approached Samuel. He stood a few feet above him, and his smile was infectious. Clearly Saul was a man of charisma. Someone people would not mind following. Where might I be able to find the prophet? Saul asked politely. I am the prophet, Samuel answered. Without prompting or explanation, Samuel took Saul and said, Go up before me to the high place where we make sacrifices. Today you and I shall eat together, and I will reveal the deepest desires of your mind. Saul was confused by the request, for all he wanted to do was ask about his donkeys. Before Saul got a chance to ask, Samuel said, As for your donkeys, it is a stupid thing to worry about. They were found while you were gone. Saul was dumbfounded. Not only did this prophet know about his donkeys, but he wanted to eat with him near the altar of God. I am from the least of the tribes of Israel. Why do you speak with me this way? Saul asked. Without an answer, Samuel took Saul up to the hall. He asked the cook to prepare a meal and Saul sat down with Samuel among thirty other people. They spent the night there, and Saul lay awake wondering what was happening to him. An anxious excitement rushed over Saul, though he did not know why. The prophet spoke to him in riddle and ambiguity, so Saul waited patiently to find out why he was being kept. Samuel sent Saul's servant back home and took Saul on a walk through the streets of the city. It was still dawn and the sunlight trickled in through the alleys. The city was still quiet and undisturbed. Samuel and Saul walked silently in the coolness of morning. Samuel took Saul up to a secluded place. The sun was breaking over the horizon and the people were stirring below in the city. The two of them sat on a rock and looked down at the people. The men and women of the city began their work while the children played on the streets. It was a beautiful sight. Samuel took a flask of oil and poured it over Samuel's head. Samuel kissed him on the cheek and said, God has anointed you to be the king over his people. Saul's eyes widened, but he did not say a word. Samuel continued, saying, You shall reign and rule over God's people. The Lord has appointed you to save them from the fist of their enemies. On that hill, God gave Saul a new heart. Saul welled up with love and affection for the people of Israel, and he was filled with the Spirit of God. 
Seven days later, Samuel called the people of Israel together. A sea of people stood before him, and the crowd hung on every word Samuel said. Samuel spoke for God as a prophet and said, I brought you out of Egypt, and since then I have delivered you from every kingdom that sought to oppress you. But today you have rejected your God. You seek a king to rule over you instead of me. You will have the blessings and curses that come from having a man rule over you. So Samuel brought Saul up from the tribe of Benjamin. He stood tall, and his head was above the entire crowd. Saul looked upon the people, eyes wide and afraid. Behold, Samuel shouted, your king. The people roared in applause. Trumpets blared as the people erupted in shouts of praise. The earth shook below Saul because of the sound. In one voice, he could hear the crowd chant, Long live the king. Samuel read Saul the duties of kingship before the people, and he vowed to rule and protect them for all his days. Mighty men of Israel rose up from among the crowd to pledge their loyalty to Saul, and from there he departed to his home, ready to take on the Philistine army. Some doubted Saul's ability to lead and despised him, yet Saul had spent plenty of time doubting himself, so he paid no attention to their protests. Saul held his peace and readied his sword and shield. With a deep breath and calm spirit, Saul began his march against the enemies of God. We begin the story today with a man named Saul. He was physically imposing, young, handsome, and wealthy. This would be the kind of man that the people would expect to be their king. One day, Saul and his servant went in search of one of his father's donkeys. They searched for days and without any luck. Saul wanted to go home, thinking his father would be worried about his safety, but the servant told him a man of God was in town and suggested they ask him where to search. That man was Samuel. To an outside observer, it may look like that this was just dumb luck that Saul would encounter Samuel. But God's hand and his plan was in all of this. He told Samuel the next day that he would reveal to him the man that was going to be king over all of Israel. When Samuel saw Saul approaching him bearing gifts to the prophet, God spoke to Samuel saying, This is the one. So when Saul approached Samuel, Samuel then told him he was the prophet. Then he told Saul to go to the place where they would offer sacrifices and they would eat together there. Samuel told Saul he would reveal to him what was on his mind. Saul's response reveals his humility, even insecurity in the moment. Despite being a young, wealthy, good-looking man that cut an imposing figure, he did not think highly of himself. And in 1 Samuel 9.21, this is what Saul says. Am I not a Benjaminite from the least of the tribes of Israel? And is not my clan the humblest of all the clans of the tribe of Benjamin? Why then have you spoken to me in this way? Saul did not yet understand that God delights and desires to take the least, the unlikely, even the forgotten people, and do great things through them. God takes ordinary people and does extraordinary things through their lives when they trust in him. But Samuel does not respond to Saul's question. They simply went up to the high place where Saul ate with Samuel. Then they rested for the night. The next morning, Samuel told Saul to send his servant home. He had something important to tell him. This was to be a word from God. Samuel then took the flask of oil 
anointed Saul's head, and gave him the life-changing news. God has chosen you to be king of Israel. Saul would lead Israel in battle, and God would save his people from their enemies that surrounded them. What a shock this must have been for Saul. What an amazement. He went out in search of a donkey and returned home as the soon-to-be king of the nation of Israel. All that was left was to tell Israel who their king would be. Samuel spoke God's words to the people, reminding them that they had rejected God and chosen an earthly king. Saul was pronounced king, and the people rejoiced. They didn't care what this meant to God. They had gotten their own way, at least for now. Saul would serve as God's man, leading with confidence, calm, and peace that God had given him. And soon it would be time to fight the first battle against the Ammonites. We'll hear about that tomorrow. Dear God, thank you that you choose the lowly, the humble, and the unlikely to accomplish your purposes. That includes us. May we always be sensitive to hear your call upon our lives and obey you. May we always do the things that you have prepared for us because we know that we are your workmanship, created in Jesus Christ unto good works and for your glory. Amen. Thank you for listening to today's Bible in a Year podcast. I'm Pastor Jack Graham from Dallas, Texas. Download the Pray.com app and make Bible study and prayer a priority in your life. If you enjoyed this podcast, please share it with someone you know because it can make a genuine, even eternal difference in their lives. And if you want more resources on how you can know the power of God through Jesus Christ, then visit jackgraham.org. This episode is sponsored by MediShare, an innovative healthcare solution for Christians to save money without sacrificing quality.